Hello, Cristiano. Episode four. What is up, my man? Good evening. Um, nothing very much is going on. I am working from home for another two weeks now because I gave my school a little COVID scare. So that's great. So I have even more time to watch LCS and come on double buffs. Well, I've been pretty busy the last week, I must say. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little out of touch a teeny bit. But there were some good games last week. Not too many upsets in general, I'd say. Like, a lot of the games kind of went according to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the top teams were taking games off each other, which was nice. Yeah. I feel like especially the trajectory we sort of painted from last week uh, was was followed pretty closely, where we predicted good things for TSM. Um, EG was looking a little shaky. Stuff like that. I feel like most of our predictions panned out. Yep. I mean, big and TSM played. We were talking about that as a, a game to watch last week, and we both said TSM. We thought their momentum was gonna was gonna kind of change things, but Lost got banned out on Kaisa, I believe, and. You know, he's played a lot of Kaisa recently, and he didn't look too good on some of his other champs. But there was also a couple wonky picks that game, so. Yeah, that um, that Dignitas game. I really, like you said, I really expected TSM to be able to take it. Uh, they've been looking so strong, and Dignitas, I remember you were saying last week you viewed them as a little bit of a, a fake good team. And honestly, after a little bit of consideration, I'm a, Kind of on board with that. After seeing them lose to, who did they lose to that first day? I mean, Dig. I thought. I thought. I think Dig's actually kind of cementing themselves as a as a decent team now. Dardoc, mm-hmm. he played J four as his, you know, another new champ, and he mm-hmm. played Skarner. He doubled up on the Kane game, which he lost. But his Skarner game against TSM, you know, they, they really could not puncture through Skarner, and then. As the game progressed, um, Skarner just kept getting picks. It didn't what didn't matter if it was on the support or whoever. TSM just didn't really have an answer for that. I want you to know I, I appreciate the pun that you said they couldn't puncture Skarner. I don't know if that was on purpose. But, uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't. Bravo. Um, bravo. Yeah. Dardock is really proving himself to be a, a solid team captain uh, of this young uh, Dignitas team. And I'm excited to see them uh, play like more top tier teams because I feel like they've been taking a lot of wins off lower tier teams. I want to see them win against the TLs, the Cloud Nines, um, which right now they seem. I mean, didn't didn't they play last week? Yep, they played against someone last week that they lost to. Yeah, they played against Cloud Nine, who, to be fair, number one seed in the league. So it's it's Mm going to be a tough matchup, but. Cooney also pulled out the Lulu top, which was a cool pick. And he didn't even play that bad. They just, you know, they couldn't really get around that Skarner pick. And when that happened, and when Skarner just is unkillable and he's picking off one person every fight, and you don't have the DPS to punch through, you know, the game's kind of going south. Yeah, and still be able to deal with the rest of the team. Because of that threat of the Azir on the back line and um, Callista hopping all around. It's no, uh, no small... In the, day, in the day before, they uh, Dig lost to Cloud9, but um, the day before that, CLG and Cloud9 had a, a pretty good game, actually. You know, CLG looked like they had a real chance. Wild Turtle had a pentacle. You know, give it up to Wild Turtle. <laughs> Woo! 
This CLG um, team, man. Well, Finn also had Aatrox, and he looked really good on Aatrox that game. Finn has been looking good on Aatrox like every game he gets it, but there's something in the water at the CLG at the CLG complex. Someone's put a curse on their water well, and they're sipping it every day because they can't seem to win, or they can't seem to 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 close out these games where they get so ahead. It happens every week. But they also that Broxa just got back. I feel really bad for Broxa because this same time last year. He also had visa issues. He couldn't get mm-hmm. here early enough, and team. By the time he got here, Team Liquid was imploded. You know, they had made four back-to-back NALCS finals, which they won, I believe, all of them. And then he got here, and the team was like already out of the playoff picture. You know, Double Lift was beefing with people, and now, and now the same cycle is reoccurring itself. You know, Double Lift beefing. <laughs> He's not able to get here. Yeah. He didn't do too bad this weekend, I didn't think. He had uh, two Graves performances where he he did all right. He had a 3-3 three and three Graves performance and a 2-1 and one Graves performance, and then he um, sort of fed on, in his But first this game. team's also kind of like almost in their first week of, of play, so it's kind of difficult true. when, you know, all these other teams have had the lock-in tournament in a few weeks to play with their imports. So I was pretty not, excited about CLG in that game, but then they, you know, they lost two other games. So yeah, maybe it's they'll turn maybe around next split. Because mm-hmm. there are parts that look good. I think Finn looks solid, and I think Wild Turtle looks like he's super on form this split. But they just can't seem to make it happen. Wild Turtle, for some reason, or there is a reason. The reason that I have Wild Turtle stuck in my head is washed up is because I feel like he had a couple splits there um, before he was on FlyQuest, where he really was not looking so great. But ever yeah. since he was on FlyQuest um, the past year or two, he's been looking lovely. Yeah, he was kind of FlyQuest's uh, franchise player in a way. Before that, he uh, yeah, there was that split that Doublelift had been playing a while, and he took the split off. TSM, this was the spring split, TSM got wild turtle over double lift and you know after that they dropped wild turtle he hadn't looked good on most of his teams but you know he's been in the league for a long time he's one of those vets that just keeps coming back to the top and you know sneaky it was similar with sneaky except he wasn't willing to play for you know a worse org (laughs) but wild turtle you know took that chance on fly quest and he made the most of it but now he's back on a bad team (laughs) yeah I mean, he's kind of been popping off. He did have one zero five Samir game this weekend, which, what can you do? I mean, Samir, if you're diving in as Samir and you're not ahead, it's not going to look great. A 4-4 four four Samir game, and I think he popped off on Zaya another game, like 8-5. and five. Yeah, that was the he, game against C9. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been looking on form, but there's something... I don't know if it's their mid laner... Maybe pole belter would be a better fit or like a more solid fit, but the tragic tale of CLG, my heart goes out to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then some other games that happened last weekend, Liquid lost to EG. They're currently tied in the standings for like fifth, six. And then the next day, Liquid beat the uh, top seed team, Cloud9. Those were interesting games. Yeah. Um, and the so- overall picture. So as far as Liquid and EG goes, as far as Liquid and EG goes, 
I'm honestly really surprised that Evil Geniuses took this game because, like I started talking about last week, so this might be one of the things that didn't quite pan out the way at least I was thinking. Evil Geniuses seem to be on a big downward slide, and I honestly yeah. didn't think they were going to recover. Um, but they picked up two wins this weekend uh, against, like you said, Team Liquid, one of them, which is a, you know, a pretty mighty contender. And uh, CL, okay, well, <laughs> uh, CLG. <laughs> <laughs> and then they lost to TSM, who is showing themselves to be maybe even a, even a contender for first place. I really can't wait for this next um, Cloud9 versus TSM game, whenever that's coming up. I don't think we have it next week. Yeah, we don't. Um, yeah. But whenever that comes, those have been looking like potentially the two strongest teams, I would say. Mm-hmm. I was I was watching a couple Golden Guardians games this uh, past week too, and I have to say Niles looks horrible. He does not look really good at all. He's doing fudge level lock in tournament mistakes when he's supposed to be the main carry on this team. Did you um? Were you watching like the live or the casters on the the Pantheon top game? <laughs> <laughs> Where they just like kind of pooping on Azale, him. Azale was roasting. He was he called him a troll at one point. I was mm-hmm. I was a little bit shocked that they went in so hard. But yeah, man, Niles has been looking. Ooh, he makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit because his aware his awareness is really off. He's pushing when like his team isn't around when he doesn't know where the other players are. It's so bad. Just, yeah. Yeah, like, sorry. I see these mistakes in my Diamond Q games, and, like, I'll get angry at them. And I'm Diamond. <laughs> yeah. I'm flaming people. <laughs> you could be flaming Niles, and it wouldn't be out of place. Um, but, yeah, the, with the when Azale said he was, was like, you're trolling, I remember Hecarim was, the enemy Hecarim was topside clearing one of his wards, like, in his river bush right around there. And Niles walks up as he's clearing this ward, Camille engages, engages on him, and uh, they blow his flash, and they come back and they kill him later. It's absolutely nuts that he's playing like this. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Golden Guardians is all about improving their like rookie talent this year, but at what point, man, do you say this rookie talent maybe is not worth investing in and find someone else? Yeah, I think they're sh- kicking themselves in the shins right now. One comp that I thought was really really cool was um or one game that i thought was really good i would recommend to go rewatch it for anyone that hasn't seen it was the dignitas first fly quest game um fly quant fly kind of had a uh, like an advantage and then dig just kept hitting them with so many massive wombo col- combos they had ali j4 seraphine um azir and nar and there were so many azir shuffles long range seraphine alts Nar alts, Ali and J4 following up or initiating these fights. I thought that was a really fun game to watch for me personally. And another game I wanted to touch up on was FlyQuest Comps versus Golden Guardians. They played Shen, Senna, uh, Tom Kench, uh, Senna and Tom Kench in the bot lane. They had Lilia Jungle, Yone mid, and Shen top. And I really, I saw a few yone games this past weekend um jizuke looked really good on yone i think lilia yone is one of the premier combos going forward when you can surround two high damage one ad one ap threats with a shen a senna and a tom that's a really you know dangerous comp especially if 
if uh, Yone and Lily is getting ahead in the early game. Yeah, I really like the the global pressure that you have with that comp with the um, the Shen obviously, and then the Senna ult, and then you can even have Tom Kench transporting somebody else in who maybe doesn't have a global, maybe the Yonian, and all of a sudden you have influence from. Sorry, quick math. Shen, uh, the the yeah, you can have influence from four people in one spot just instantly. Yeah, that seems pretty strong, especially. Uh, we have this dive meta going on. We talked a little bit about mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. Another pick that we talked about last week, you asked me, you know, do I think Rek'Sai is a good pick? <laughs> I'm not sure, but Blabber looks good on him again. Blabber is, in my mind, the clear MVP thus far. He's just played so well. You know, maybe there's an argument for Dardock, but, you know, he... I'm saying, you know, a lot. I should probably fix that. But Blabber has looked really good. I was listening to the dive earlier today, and they they were saying um, Blabber's the Batman of this team right now. <laughs> I wonder who Robin would be. Mm, maybe I think Perks might be Robin in that case. GameStop. GameStop? Yeah. That's the Robin Hood. Robin Hood story oh. of the week. Ah, there you go. <laughs> oh, I sold out of my GameStop share like three days really? ago. I'm so upset. Yeah, I sold out. I was like, I want CCIV because it, it was at a low. And then the next day, it spikes back up to $150. Just my luck. Yeah, my GameStop spiked up there? Yeah, no it spiked way. all the way to 150 Do you still have wow. your share? No, no, I sold it long ago. I could have made a clean 20 bucks on that baby today. <laughs> Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Yeah, next thrilling. week, we got TL versus TSM on Friday, which mm-hmm. is seems like a good game. We also have C9 versus EG on Saturday, Dig versus 100T on Saturday, and 100T versus C9 with a rematch on Sunday. Which of these games kind of interest you? Mm, do you have any takeaways? Yeah, uh, so... I think, um, how do you want to tackle this? Let's just start on, on Friday. I think TL versus TSM is significant. Uh, after we saw Team Liquid beating down C9 this weekend, um, they sort of showed that they still had signs of life. They stopped that downward slide that they were showing, that they were sort of having. And mm-hmm. considering Cloud9 right now is looking at least at, at least like... Um, Wait, which game are we talking about? I'm talking about next week, Team Liquid versus TSM. Oh, you said Cloud9, or did you mean to oh, say that? Yeah, yeah, I meant, uh, sorry, Team Liquid beat Cloud9 this past weekend. Uh, and so it, I was saying it's showing that they sort of, they still have this spark of life inside of them that shows that they can beat these top teams and maybe contend for mm-hmm. that place themselves. And that is significant when they're playing TSM because TSM is one of these up-and-coming teams, I think. And seeing if they can clash and if Team Liquid can hold their own, it would be really promising for Team Liquid, I think. Yeah, the the other week when they had a really down week, they were kind of playing a lot of Quinn, Kennen, you know, random stuff. And I was just like, you know, give Alfari back to the basics. They He whipped out a couple Camille games, maybe maybe three Camille games. He looked good on all of them. And I think going back to their roots is pretty good. Maybe they were expanding a little bit 
you know, testing the water since it was still early in the season. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. it feels like to me, TSM is showing their main game plan in all of these weeks. They're trying their hardest. And when it, when it progresses to further in the season and come playoffs, maybe Team Liquid experimenting earlier in the season is going to give them a better advantage going into best of fives. Meanwhile, TSM kind of has one play style that might be working, but you know what else can they play when Kaisa's banned, Pantheon's banned, you know, Nars banned? Mm-hmm. Then they just have POE and hope he carries. Doesn't seem like a great strategy. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna. I think, especially Huni, I've done almost a one eighty on. Where I was, I don't know if you listen to some of the earlier episodes. I flame him a little bit, but um, for stealing paychecks. But I think he's really turned it around. I was watching, especially you were saying his NAR, you're worried it could get banned out against him. And that's a valid worry because he's tearing it up on this NAR. But mm-hmm. uh, I remember specifically this team fight. He comes in from the top as Mega NAR um, around Baron. And he just, Bish Bash Bosh gets a clean triple kill. And he's, yeah, you can't see, but I'm smacking my I'm rubbing them off. <laughs> if I was dusting them off. One of, so one of Huni's signature champs is that I would like to see him go back to is Rumble. But the issue with Rumble is PoE only plays mages in the mid lane, and then you kind of have too much AP damage. Yeah, that's a really good point. Oh, man. I wonder what PoE could pick up. He tried out the Lucian in the locked-in tournament. He looked all right. There was a few misplays. I was watching Doublelift's co-stream of that game. He's pointing out things he could do better. But clearly, it's it's not his main champion. But, you know, maybe if he could pick up a Yone, that would be really huge for this roster. Yeah, that's a really interesting angle to pick up how um, PoE's sort of limited champion pool, or what we perceive as limited, uh, could sort of drag on his teammates if there's picks that would be strong for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think if we could maybe see some of these, or like a, an AD look in the mid lane, it also opens up the Lilia more easily, you know? Um, that Yoni Lilia you were talking about. Yeah, PoE has been this player that always plays mages, you know, re- to a really good level, whether or not it's a mage meta. <laughs> He's really good at, you know, telling his teammates how to play around him. But he, and he, he knows his strengths, which is really valuable in a player to know your strengths and play towards them. But when you want to be the best of the best, sometimes you need a little bit more than that. You know, sometimes <laughs> we'll play right? Zed or Yasuo. Sometimes, yeah. What are the viable AD mid picks right now? You have Yoni. Do you really think Zed and Yasuo are viable, or are those just first <laughs> no? Eight? But well, Yasuo is very viable in my solo queue games. I can tell you that much. That's true. That's true. But like Yoni mid is seemingly one of the only AD picks people want to go for. Oh, and Lucian. Lucian. Um, Tristana also he oh, could Tristana. he could look good on the Tristana. I feel like I feel like he could flex that around. It's sort of yeah. the push in play style. It seems it seems kind of like a, a perfect champ for him, to be honest. When you compare him to someone like Azir, where there's mm-hmm. a lot of clicking around and autoing, it's and then you have like a pushback with the Sharima shuffle, you can do that on Tristana too. Long range. Maybe that's a look he goes. Oh it's ranged. Yeah, I'm I'm amping myself up now. I want to see I want to see him pick up Tristana all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, hopefully keep an eye out on that. Oh. If you see him pick Tristana, then uh, you heard it here first. 
Perks looked really, really good on Tristano last week. Mm-hmm. I, I forget which games. Maybe it was the CLG game, but he was just popping off. He was going in, getting kills, getting out, you yeah, know, yeah. taking over. Absolutely ravaged them. Yeah, it was that. that uh, it was the Dignitas game. They absolutely oh, Dignitas. He went 14-2-3 yeah. on that Tristana. Oh, good golly. Is there any kind of a shorter episode so far? I mean, like I said, I didn't watch too much last week, but I had some takeaways. Is there any direction you want to want to take this conversation? Um, any things you want to touch up on? Yeah, there's there's a couple more matches. Let's I'll talk about one match on Saturday and then maybe one on Sunday. I mean, no harm in having a shorter episode. Yeah. So <clears throat> what I'm really looking forward to is Cloud9 versus 100 Thieves. Or, sorry, Dignitas versus 100 Thieves. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm hopping on the bandwagon, but all these teams coming up that were kind of considered middle of the pack has really got me excited about LCS as a whole and like the competitiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I looking agree. a lot closer than I than I was thinking initially. I thought the the top players were pretty much decided, and I've been proven wrong. But so Dignitas versus One Hundred Thieves. One Hundred Thieves is one of those teams that we sort of perceived to be at the very top, and now they dropped they dropped two games this weekend, or or just one. Point being, they're know. they're six and three now, um, up from six and two. So. And they're joined by Dignitas at six and three. So this is a two-way t- or there's a three-way tie for second place right now between Dignitas, TSM, and 100 Thieves. So this 100 Thieves versus Dignitas game could very well sort of separate the standings a little bit more. They're very compressed right now. Yeah, and I'd like to see. I really just can't wait to see where these standings shake out. So it's a good it's a good challenge for Dignitas, and. I think DeMonte, I was really excited about him going into the season. Mm-hmm. And he's looked pretty decent so far, but he hasn't... I don't know if we'll ever be able to take his play to the next level like some of the other mid laners. He seems like he's always going to have good awareness and pretty good mechanics, but I don't know if he'll ever like, you know, be in that MVP conversation that maybe Jensen or Bjergsen or their bot lane like uh, FBI and who he will be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think um, I think you're right on the money there. I think that he has shown that his control mage play, besides Syndra, is not really up to where it needs to be to be winning these key games. And he's always sort of been that player ever since he sort of gained a following on Clutch, who he was playing like sort of weird roaming champs like Kiana, or he would have pocket pick... Um, counters to like common meta matchups that he could like sort of squeeze on by i remember rumble was a big one mm-hmm. and it looked almost in the lock-in tournament i wanted to believe that he had leveled up with his sort of standard play but uh, i am worried that he's just profiting off a meta where galio and tf are so like so powerful mm-hmm. that it might be inflating his skill a little bit because you think if if he had leveled up his his game, this team would just be undefeated almost. But they've had some close wins and a lot of close games. Their bot lane, FBI and Huhi, probably the best bot lane in the league. You know, it's a game to game basis, but across the whole season with a lot of sample sizes, so far they look the strongest. 
Um, some days looked really good. Closer has been pretty good. So if Demonte is this for sh- uh, like you know this player that's firing on all c- cylinders, this team should be who knows to the moon. <laughs> to the moon. Tell me this, Greg. Has Dignitas had Asta as their ADC every week? Because I I feel like I've never heard that name before, and now I'm looking no, they, up. Well, they've had Neo. I don't know if that's his first name. If that's his real oh, name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did have Neo, but yeah, he odd. hasn't really made too much waves. But I haven't seen him feeding at all. Yeah, no. Sorry, I was just looking somewhere that said their ADC was Asta, which is not how I remember. Hmm. Did you say Fake God looked kind of good? Yeah, I was talking about Fake God. I remember um, back on his... A couple splits ago, he was in main LCS, and he's been grinding it out in Academy for a little bit. I thought he initially looked good in LCS, so I was a little sad that he was relegated to Academy. But seeing him come back, and now he's having this uh, sort of resurgence on Dignitas, where he's like having pretty good na- games on stuff like the NAR. Um, against TSM, for example, he yeah, he looks good on Nar. Yeah, yeah, he, I people are really. I'm not sure if overall everyone's getting the hang of Nar because remember at the beginning of our podcast, I hated on Nar so much. I thought it looked so useless. Yeah. Um, now I'm seeing a lot of really good Nar play, and I'm I'm really liking it. But yeah, he went six one and nine on Nar against TSM. Nar in China has always kind of been in that meta. They seem like they have a really good grasp of it. Mm-hmm. And it's a good sign that, that teams in the league are kind of understanding how to play around his rage bar on both a micro and a macro sense. They're teleporting in at better times, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah, and I believe... Um, I was just going to say, I believe Fake God is, is native NA talent. He has a cool name too, Fake God. Yeah. It's yeah. like a pretty lit name. Yeah, you love to see it. Another game that's happening on that day is C9 versus Evil Geniuses. I think Mm -hmm. standing-wise, this is an important game to see if EG can play with the best of the best because um, they're kind of looking like they're stagnating a little bit, like you said, and if they want to make that resurgence towards the top echelon of the top teams, I think this is a very important game for them. Yeah, I think it's really reminiscent of last split where... Evil Geniuses, the season started and it looked like they might start making waves in the LCS. And then they sort of, uh, like you said, stagnated out to like a middle of the pack team. And I'm nervous that it's happening again. It's sort of what it's looking like. Yeah. It almost feels like they're about to replace Jazuke with with uh, Golden Glue and then bring up Huni from, from Academy again. Some type of move like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so they technically still have a winning record, but I was watching their games again. And this weekend, oh, man. I wanted Jizuke to step up so bad, and he just continued feeding. <laughs> Even on that ride. Like they, don't, they don't have like a clear direction as a team, it feels like. I know, and it didn't feel like that initially. It felt like they had a super powerful bot lane. Impact was sort of that top lane rock, but rock. they were, they were paying more, so. more attention to him than they did on Team Liquid, you know? They were mm-hmm. TPing to help him out. They were collapsing when he got collapsed on. And it was looking really good, but um, like honestly, I think it's a lot of it is Jazuke. It just doesn't seem to have the chops in the mid lane. He did look really good on Yone, though I will say. But meanwhile, on the other side, we have Cloud Nine 
I think Cloud Nine's going to win this game. I got to say. Pretty yeah. easily. It's funny because EG beat them the first time they played. Um, and so hopefully they can show that again. But when they beat them, it was a bit of an upset. And EG aren't exactly on an upswing right now. So it's going to be tough. Deba- it's going to be tough. Yeah. Debatably, <clears throat> a closer game would be Cloud9 versus 100 Thieves, which is happening on next Sunday. We talked about this game last episode or two episodes ago. The way the game went was perks on TF really decimated uh, DeMonte on Galio. Meanwhile, um, there was a set in the bot lane by Huhi, and they were diving Sven and Vulcan a lot, and they were, the 100 Ts was snowballing that way. So maybe this game is similar. Maybe it's completely different. Maybe we see more of a top lane-oriented game. But I think this is a very important game going forwards as well. I think I think Hundred Thieves can maybe it actually. I'm thinking about it now. Hundred Thieves, I feel like went through topside with Someday versus um, Fudge, but then also their bot lane has been looking really good, like you said. So I might even give them the bot lane matchup, depending on the draft, obviously. And then I I think Perks is probably better than Demonte. So I think 100 Thieves really has like the tools that they need to um, to take this one home. Uh, I think it's going to depend, obviously, a lot on the jungle matchup. You were saying you think Blabber is the MVP. I'm inclined to agree with you. But uh, Closer is mm-hmm. one of the other junglers who is held in like maybe the top three or four in the league right now. So that's a very... But like you said, you know, 100T can go through their top lane. It seems like there's a lot of different avenue these this game this one singular game could take which i think is a sign of a better team or better teams you know eg when they're playing it's kind of like is jizuke gonna feed and then are they just gonna scramble for some aram fights and win meanwhile these guys are like you know who's gonna play through what lane you know mm-hmm. for example it's kind of a, it's kind of a sign <clears throat> that they're they're maybe in an upper echelon than eg yeah um one other thing i'm wondering is so that the the jungle changes went through last week, right? No, I don't. I think the Samira nerf and the excess jungle XP changes are going through this upcoming week. So are they? Are the pros going to be playing on eleven point four? That yeah, the jungle camp XP will be nerfed this week, and oh, so will Samira. That's a whole nother angle. Oh my goodness! I think that's really going to shake up. The jungle meta, obviously, but if it's always interesting to see how the bot lane meta changes between ADCs when like one of the big ones gets nerfed and maybe it opens a spot for a different ADC to to show their face. Uh, right now, I think we're definitely. I think we're definitely going to see more Tristana in the ADC position as time goes on. As a flex too. Yeah, it's a super powerful flex. It's so good. Um, I played a little bit of. A, of it in the solo queue the other day, and I fed to holy hell <laughs> in the first 15 minutes, but I actually managed to turn it around just because I feel like it's such a strong scaling pick. But um, so, so yeah. Samira was, Samira was kind of already on her way out. A little bit, yeah. In my, in my mind. But I think this jungle chain, this Samira nerf is just going to completely push her out of the picture. And one thing that maybe comes up this week is... A Tarek Yi, you know, mid lane farm game. 
I think funneling is now a real option with these junglers who their XP camps are giving less experience and less gold. So if you can just kind of focus on the scuttles, focus on taking turrets, focus, focus on funneling farm into these carry junglers while the other team can't do that, the other jungler might get behind while you skyrocket your jungler head in just a different way. I actually, I'm so glad you brought that up because I had forgotten about this. I had, I've been reading about it a little bit, but um, first of all, I saw Tarek Yi in my game today for the first time all season. Really? And it was a swift dodge by someone else on my team. <laughs> uh, so it looks like Funnel's coming back, baby. Riot tries whatever they can do to keep it down, but it's never never stays down. But um, there's like there's this problem that some of the prominent people in like the NA and EU esports scene have been talking about, where if a jungler eats two midwaves, or not necessarily. Yeah, I heard that a little bit. Yeah, they end up being permanently like two levels ahead of everybody else in the game yeah the concept was like this jungler had the opportunity of solo killing the enemy mid laner and he just couldn't because the enemy's jungler would come to mid lane and eat up like three waves of farm and then just be two levels ahead of everyone else in the game and oh my god man that sounds like a living nightmare for me if i'm playing jungle and these are the situations that are happening and i feel like i'm playing well and getting ganks off and then it's detrimental i honestly think right needs to take a look at um at what the situation they've created here because that does not sound fun for the players mm-hmm. um, i don't know how they'd fix that to be honest there's so many weird rules around xp now i feel like uh yeah there's like a whole chain's been getting less for a bit yeah yeah but, top um, lane turret has like extra platings on it so they so they could remove yeah, lane swaps. These layers and layers of weird rules that they've implemented to stop niche strategies. Yeah, the layers and they, they kind of build up into sedimentary layers to make yeah. a big problem of a <laughs> that's difficult to carve and chip away at. Riot loves their spaghetti, right? One thing I've been playing solo key recently, and I recently swapped my Shaco builds. I've been playing more AD recently. I think Kraken Slayer is by far and away the best AD item for any assassin or anyone that's planning on building that or Gale Force or Mortal Shield Bow. I think Kraken Slayer champions that can abuse that item specifically. It's the one that has three auto attacks, so your third passive procs extra damage is really good. I've been playing that with Blade of the Ruined King and some Lifesteal runes on Shaco, and I'm just like an super anti like this life regen tank. <laughs> and I think champs that can abuse those two items together might see see a surge in the future. Maybe we see some Viego this week. Ooh, <clears throat> yeah, true. Viego is quickly becoming one of my least favorite champions. Oh, they're also planning on nerfing Stridebreaker soon, which could make some waves. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like it was that overpowered. I felt like it was in a really good spot after Gore Drinker got nerfed. I mean, it'll. I think they're just trying to even, even out the jungle items. It seems like a lot of the meta ones in the LCS are either Lilia or they're building like Stridebreaker. Yeah. What's the. You have Stridebreaker, Gore Brinker, Gore. Gore Brinker. Gore Drinker. <laughs> Is there one more of those active? Uh, no, like, I think that's... Those are the those are the two. Yeah, yeah. 
I was going to say, but I feel like they were in a good spot. So that is a little disappointing to hear. One of the reasons why they're kind of maybe a, a bit above other things is because that whip that you can, that your item path goes into iron helps with clear. Yeah. Iron spike. It helps your clear speed a lot. Cause it's like a 15 second cooldown. So maybe they're trying to like oh, ta- table that a little bit. Yeah. Well, as far as the, uh, the jungle meta for next week, we're already starting to see Jarvan, which I've been expecting. Uh, Good call out. Yeah, those jungle nerfs. And Skarner. I honestly don't yeah. like Skarner metas. They're just boring, I feel like. But that's just me. I think Skarner is going to... Especially when there's a Cloud a cloud Soul. You know, Cloud Soul is normally terrible. But if you have a Skarner, then basically any Soul is good. Because if you can speed up super fast in any like portion of the jungle and then just get an ultimate off it's like you almost want to see cloud souls true maybe you can start sticking skarner in your comp as insurance just in case you get cloud soul it's mm-hmm. interesting but yeah i think a lot of these uh ganking sort of utility junglers are going to be coming back and then saying it for a while now so we'll see that next week if my my money or i'll put my money where my mouth is yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be gank junglers or ones that can really abuse funneling tactics in some capacity. Like I think maybe like a Yi type of champion. I don't know who that would be. Do you think Viego? I think we could, yeah, Viego, Viego for sure. That seems yeah, that seems. <laughs> I thought yeah, I think we're gonna see some Viego. I really hope so because uh, he's just oh man, he's such an overloaded champ. I'm sure he'd be really fun to watch a, a pro player. Man, I wish Shaco was viable in pro play because recently it's been very easy for me to carry with this Kraken Slayer build. You know, it doesn't really carry over to the pros because you need to set up multiple boxes in the early game to really get his advantage going. His advantage is early ganks. So when the other team is so good at invading, they can kind of just neglect his early pressure and then it turns off a lot of the things he's good at. Uh, I have a question about Shaco. Do does your clone proc crack, uh, Kraken Slayer? Yeah, two awesome things about this is this clone procs Kraken Slayer, Kraken Slayer, and you know that rune in the domination tree that gives you three fast auto attacks. Hell blades, right? Hell blades. If so, let's say you're Shaco, right? I'm Shaco. I go and auto one of the one of the opponent mm-hmm. uh, players, and then I click ultimate. While I have Kraken Slayer, that oh. three auto proc on my clone does not go away. So That's he attacks like so damn fast. So you have to only if you attack first, though, you're saying? Yeah, if, if you activate your clone while you have that buff up, all of his attacks for the clone's duration will have that buff. Wait. So like I, yeah. No way. So you're saying it's not just three. He just attacks super fast? Yeah, he ta- it's permanent. So with Kraken Slayer and like a Blade of the Ruined King, you can melt tanks. You can, I, dude. I've been soloing Barons like with two and a half items. All right, everyone, you heard it here. Try this out in your solo queue games. First, uh, first time Shaco, build Kraken Slayer into uh, Bork, and try to solo Baron at twenty minutes, and then <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> Shaco's still trash. I'm a, I'm a one trick. Damn. Yeah, I've been playing, so I've been jungling, which is why I've been so in tune with these jungle changes. But uh, in light of these jungle changes, jungle is just not fun for me anymore. I hate to say it. And I've role-swapped the most powerful position in the game. 
the mid lane where now when I int, it actually leads the entire way. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing uh, Victor, which has been a good time. I rem- Back mm. when, do you remember Victor, like Bruiser Victor top was a thing? Yeah, for like at yeah. Worlds. Yeah, it was like the unbeatable pick or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked it up then too, and ever since, I've had a little bit of a soft spot in my heart for Victor. So I'm playing in mid lane, but um, I'm definitely higher elo than I was at the time. So I find myself getting absolutely rolled by by Fizz, Talon, Diana. If I'm picking Victor and they pick one of those three things, I'm immediately crying. What kind of draws you to the jungle or the mid? Is it the overall strength? Do you enjoy CSing? Do you enjoy the 1v1? Do you so, enjoy the global impact? What, <laughs> what, what, what makes you play like where? So I, I won't lie to you. I first played jungle because I'm really bad at CSing and I'm really bad at dying in lane. So like if I die in lane, I'm the type who's gonna be who's gonna keep dying in lane. You're gonna <laughs> I keep die. trying to fight and yeah, get I back keep trying. To, I think in my head, I think all right, I gotta get an advantage now. I really gotta get ahead. I gotta outplay him, and then I feed. The so, one thing uh, that I cannot do in lane yeah. is like if the enemy has like a good position on me, and I have to forfeit like an entire wave of CS. I do not have the mental fortitude to not just go up and try to get the cannon. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) I'm definitely guilty of that too. So jungle was a way for me, and I also liked that global impact you mentioned. I like being this sort of like guerrilla soldier popping out of the jungle, and I don't know, it was a very appealing fantasy to me. But um, what I don't like being is multiple levels behind on everybody else in the game, so it's not that appealing. Mid lane, I think, is just... A super powerful role and when i feel like i my skill for people who can't see my skill i'm doing like a way escalating yeah there are times when i'm really hot i'm really on it and if i play mid in those times i'm gonna carry that game i'm gonna be 15 and 2 plowing the game is in my grasp um so that's really the fantasy i'm after that's why i'm playing mid and then there are other times where my whole team flames me but you're a feast or famine type of player. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to. That's a very good way to put it. Feast or famine, baby. Mason puts it in a way that you, you just troll him every guy, time you guys do a queue. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. I do do a lot of trolling, uh, especially when I do a queue. Our friend is significantly higher rank than I, so it boosts. Recent, that. This past week, one one more thing about the jungle changes that could carry over to the LCS. Is scuttle value has gone up a lot. So whenever there's a game where two junglers are starting on the same side, expect some fireworks to happen at the scuttles because they have a really big impact on the game now. They haven't gotten nerfs mm-hmm. and they give you vision, you know. Oh, so you're so, saying comparatively to like since they stayed the same, their value has Yeah, it's gone technically recently. Yeah, agreed. Because if you get that, if you get this, like, a, and especially if there's a fight, the jungler that manages to get the scuttle is going to have such an advantage. Yeah, so make sure you Goal have wise. that chat with your bot lane or your top lane or your mid lane mm-hmm. before scuttle spawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell them they must be pushing those lanes and they got to be there because otherwise you're going to cry. Yeah, ping, ping request like 30 times like I do every solo queue game. Do it a minute and a half in advanced. What I've been doing is I do my clear, I try to get one scuttle, and if I get it, Mm-hmm. I immediately run to the other scuttle. I try to yeah. double scuttle. Yeah, and it's been working out really well for me. Yeah, straight, like do you go straight through mid lane or do you? 
Yeah, yeah, I'll even go right through the wave and let them know what I'm doing. But I'm pinging the entire time for the bot lane to to come and help me. If my bot lane's not pushing, then I might not might not make that decision. Yeah, and when I was jungling, it took me so long to get the concept that if you take one of these farming junglers and do like a full clear, then you can do it by the time scuttle starts and you'll be level four. And if the enemy jungler didn't do the same, they're going to be level three. You're going to get that first scuttle crab and then you're also going to get that second scuttle crab. Mm-hmm. So that was a really that's nice. One, that's one of the strengths of Shaco right now is he has the fastest level one clear in the game. Really? After that, he falls off like a mountain, but you can always get to the scuttle first at level four. That's so that's very, why, yeah. So this new change helps him a lot. I don't know about other champs. Udir too is going to be really strong. I mean, Udir's looking. Udir's looking like a couple of chicken drumsticks on on clogs. He's looking delicious. I, I'm not sure how Lily is going to be impacted by this. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like she could be. She could fall off for sure. I was playing a little bit of Lilia and. Um, She's just really dependent on those levels and items, it feels like, which is exactly what's getting nerfed. So we were looking at a shorter episode, but somehow we made it to 45 minutes. <laughs> so now we babbled and rambled on, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I mean, that's all for me. I hope everyone enjoyed this. Yeah, I was about to ask, got anything else? But sounds like no. Uh, I just need a pee. <laughs> <laughs> Twice. I'm I'll ready let, to close this up. I'll let the listeners know. I've drank so much water. Before so, this yeah. episode too. Oh my god. Okay. It, yeah. Stay well, hydrated. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated, everyone out there. Stay thirsty. Dangerous world. All right. So you go pee. I'm gonna go pick Victor mid lane. Hopefully, not make my two mates too sad. And you all should pick Shaco. That's all I got. Double buffs. Episode four.